Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Huji and with me today is Taylor Severn. Ahoy, ahoy. No brain tonight, he's working yet again, the poor soul. But uh, like every week I want to ask you, Taylor, how have your games been going? Um, more or less okay. Um, sometimes I feel a bit like I'm on a losing streak. And then Jacob leaves the games, and then we start winning again. It's great. It's my it's my super super high MMR, high MMR guys. That's I can't help it, Taylor. It's it's, it's really devastating. It's just who I am. But uh, no, uh, last time we played, we were on a losing streak, and then Jacob, you left with uh, Marcine. Yep. And then uh, me and the other two people that also play with us um we, we played another game and, and throughout like the entire game we were just like arguing about like anime and manga as you do and, and like we were just like uh we were on defensive we were just holding the first point just like amazingly well and they couldn't get past us well, while we were just like one piece uh, a, a lot of pieces really <laughs> Okay, one, I'm glad I could make that connection for you guys. Um, and two, I honestly think the reason why we struggle so much when we play as a big party um, is because we, we as a group have an issue coordinating. When we subtract two or three people from that group, um, we're p playing against smaller groups as well, so their coordination is less, where we kind of thrive more, is how I choose to look at the situation. And I don't want to admit that maybe I'm not very good. Yeah, I hate coordinating, coordinating with you guys. I'm just like, eh, solo five kill, let's do this. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's what works, I'm not going to complain. But moving on from that, we do have some news for you guys today, so we'll get right on to it. Uh, my piece of news is I have kept on hold of my promise. I have only been playing Hanzo with Jacob. It's true. And it's not why we've been losing. <laughs> we've he's actually been games. doing. He's been doing surprisingly well with them. I'm like, I, like I said, it's not impossible to be a bad Hanzo. It's just I feel like no, 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 no. Whatever. Well, we, it's over. We're not talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole. <laughs> that was that. we had that podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can go into that one. Um, but yeah, there's uh, some some summer games news, I believe. Well. Oh, I Jesus! I didn't realize that I. He highlights things we're supposed to talk about. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was this one. I'm sorry. I'm usually pink. Today I highlighted Taylor as pink. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I was off. You're off. You're off base. It's, wow. Okay. You're pink today, Taylor. Just keep that in mind. Today you're pink. Uh, the Summer Games end, ends today. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it will have ended. More than uh, likely, yes. <laughs> More than probable when you're listening to this. Almost there's definitely. There's a very small window in which you could be listening to this, unless and it will not I, have ended. Unless I edit this and then show it to you before I upload it, it will be over. And so this is the first... Overwatch like at seasonal event. What did you think, Jacob? Um, I mean, it had its controversy. I liked how much effort they put into it. There's that's something I definitely can't knock. Um, it was like there was a lot of work that went into it, and and like new skins and and emotes and tags. There was a new game mode basically that ran for the duration, which was fun. A derivative, yeah, of uh, Rocket League, but still very fun. And it took uh, more work than. Just All like mercy. putting an, an <laughs> it took more work than than many of their brawls have have, have usually taken. So uh, I can't knock them for that. Um, but their way of distributing the skins could have maybe been better handled. I know many many people dislike the fact that either a people who have can buy skins have an advantage in trying to get the ones they want but also people who are willing to spend money on this are upset because they have to buy pack after pack after pack 
to have a chance at getting the skin they want. I believe there was someone who spent like 150 bucks or so to get all of them. Like he, he specifically went out of his way to get everything and it took him 150. And it could have taken him longer or shorter. We, it's just random. And that's... I feel like buying things is in games like this is expediency. Like I don't have a lot of time. So sometimes if there's something I, I would really like, which doesn't happen often, but I would like to spend money on it because I can't spend the time and in this case, it was kind of a crapshoot as to how much money you'd have to spend to get the thing that you wanted, which was kind of, I don't know, it, I, I think they could have come up with a better system. Uh, I'm glad that these skins um, will be available again in the future, um, maybe in a somewhat different format to getting them. I still like the idea of them being rare, but I think they could go about that in a better way. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I thought of the summer games. Good, but it had some flaws. Uh, I think, for the most part, people are overreacting on these skins and stuff. Oh yeah, it's they're cosmetics, but it is something that people have been talking about. And, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next one. I want to see Winter Wonderland Overwatch, or whatever they're going to call it. No, 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 no. Halloween. Over Christmas. Gotta have a Halloween one. Oh, yeah, Halloween's going to be great. Everyone just has a pumpkin for a head. It'll be beautiful. Uh, and, and the pumpkin, like, increases headshot range, and it's just the worst. <laughs> yeah, bigger hitboxes for your pu giant pumpkin head. I love it. Diva gets Again, a new skin. She's piloting a pumpkin. <laughs> I want them to, A, everyone's head is a pumpkin, so it's bigger than normal. And, B, the hitbox on it is still even bigger than the pumpkin. Like, it's just a massive, like, almost to your knees is the hitbox for the head. And the brawl is, you're a ghost trying to scare people. Yes. They're essentially making his second entirely new game. Yes. Just like uh, Lucio Ball, but even more different. It's a stealth game now. Third yeah. person. And you're well, a ghost. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Don't be silly. <laughs> um, that wasn't the other only big news, the, the fact that Summer Games are ending. They're saying that Season 2 will start September 6th. Um, so that's more or less around the season. time that we... Yeah, the competitive season. What did I say? Do you just refer to it as the season? The season, yes. Well, the next competitive season, Season 2 of competitive mode in, in uh, Overwatch will be starting on September 6th. Uh, they, so they promised us uh, a couple weeks of break and then on to the next season. I think people will be happy because all the tryhards from competitive are currently flooding the uh, quick match uh, queues. So your match quality may vary. Do you, do you have any hopes for season two? Hopes and dreams? Um, I mean, I can't say much considering I never even played, which is, which is weird for me. I like competitive games, but for some reason I liked keeping Overwatch as just this, oh, I have... 10 minutes before bed, I'll just play around. Um, but I, I kind of want to get into it more in the next season. You, you didn't uh, even get a participation award. I didn't. I didn't. I got five placement matches in, and that was it. I don't even get the tag or anything. It kind of sucks. I do regret that, but what can you do? Um, you can finish your placement matches. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, for, as for hopes and dreams, I think they've kind of addressed them all. I, I mean... Uh, I didn't have the biggest problem with sudden death, but I knew it was an issue, um, and they're they're kind of fixing that and making it more fair. Uh, I, I mean, with Jacob, there is no death that is sudden. <laughs> it's always so, drawn out, yeah, and painful, and you can see it coming from a mile away. So, but yeah, strangely, the death still happens. So kudos on YouTube. Oh, it's it's a skill. Don't worry about that. It's like a very long-range Hanzo arrow. It takes a while to get there, but man, it got there. Thanks for that. Um, but uh, actually, that kind of leads us on to our, our next topic. Sorry, we'll, we'll skip over yours for just a second. But uh, they're changing Hanzo's arrows and a whole bunch of other characters' uh, kits as well. PTR patch notes! Exactly. So these, again, as always, PTR patch notes are available on the PTR public test realm that is currently live at the time of recording. 
and most of these changes will be in the live game the week after, so next Tuesday, uh, typically. Some of them get removed or changed, some up of more or less, these are, the, these are what they're going to be. Um, so, doing a quick rundown of it. Um, the hero balance changes are um, D.Va, her defense matrix, uh, after being activated, um, is going to regenerate after a one second delay. This was, um, this is to help with people being able to kind of like spam it and, and get more out of it than they should have. So this will kind of, um, stop that. And, uh, if you just keep rapidly clicking right, it won't kind of like build up the meter enough so that way you can keep it up longer than they wanted to. Yeah. Um, the change you were referring to with Hanzo is that um, uh, arrows shoot faster by thirty percent. Yes, but it takes them thirty percent longer to draw the arrow. No, it doesn't. Oh, it takes them thirty percent faster to draw the arrow. Ten percent faster to draw the arrow. No, right? no, no, no. Is when he has the arrow drawn, he had his movement speed is decreased. It was forty percent. Now it's thirty percent. Oh, so this is just a. Straight buff. Straight buff to Hanzo. He wasn't performing. Oh, now, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I We had to save that upsetness for a podcast. Uh, this, is, this is why it's news to Jacob. Uh, Alrighty, fine. Be, whatever. You you guys you guys do that. Get get better as Hanzo, sure. Kill because there were Hanzos that were so bad they needed to raise that non-existent oh. skill floor. <laughs> You know what? I'm fine with that. I like I've said before. I know I'm biased towards Hanzo, and I'm kind of seeing that. Well, I, I definitely see that, and I'm trying to deal with it. But ah, you're just <laughs> racist to non-robot Japanese people. No. <laughs> yes. I'm confused. Anyways, speaking of other Asian nationalities, um, May's <laughs> ultimate Blizzard is. Um, getting a buff like they said that they were planning on doing they have now done it um the blizzard are actual, buffing themselves the B blizzard are buffing themselves um they just they just want to make it the most overpowered heroic in the game because it shares a name with them it's just a company um uh, pr move uh, it, it is what it is no but basically uh, what's going to be happening is the actual projectile the robot that may throws it used to be able to be deflected by barriers, namely Winston's and Reinhardt's. Uh, it couldn't go through them, but the actual <coughs> area of effect of the alt would go through them. That projectile can now go through the barriers, so it'll help her in placing them, um, and the radius of it has been increased by about two, me two meters in-game, so it's, it's, it'll be noticeably larger. Uh, fun um, fact, I was watching my friend play the other day and mm -hmm. he was May on the end of King's Row, and he accidentally threw his ult down one of the holes, and he lost the game because of it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, that sucks. It does, and it's like... It, it's times like that that you really remember that her ultimate is a projectile. It's basically a grenade, yeah. Oh, that sucks. I've never, I never even considered that that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they kind of just want it to be a little bit easier to use, especially because some people had realized that barriers block the actual projectile, which kind of affect where it can go. Now you can place it down much, much easier. Uh, so as long as you don't throw down a hole, um, it'll be quite effective. Uh, McCree also received a change. Um, his ultimate will now drain, uh, at 0.25, uh, oh, sorry, will uh, drain over a 0.25 second period um, instead of, um, sorry, this is a little complicated to, to put into words. Basically beforehand, if he used it, it went down to 50% um, as he was charging, and then once he fired it off, it went down to zero uh, if he got a kill. And if he didn't get a kill or he was interrupted, he would just stay at 50. Now, for every second he's using the ultimate, it'll go down um, accordingly. And if you don't get a kill with it, or if you're stunned out of it, it'll be at whatever percent it was. So, 
fairly minor, and we probably don't need to mention minor things. Yeah, I, I feel like some of the McCrees might, might be interested in this change. I like, because I want people to know what's happening there, if they weren't aware of that before or not. But, yes, it is fairly minor for most players. Well, like, we're skipping a lot of, like, the minor things in the PTR patch notes, like the non-hero changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mercy, Mercy also received a change uh, to her healing beam. It is The amount of healing has been increased by about 25%, uh, which is pretty big, but um, Mercy has been struggling recently, especially with the rise of uh, Zenyatta. And her resurrect is also getting a, a fairly interesting change. Uh, resurrected allies will be able to maneuver after 2.25 seconds, which is reduced from 3 seconds. So as far as I understand this, and Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong, before you used to be, when you're getting resed, you're invulnerable for those 3 seconds, and then you can start moving and you're no longer invulnerable. If what I understand now is true, you can start moving after 2.5 seconds, but for those remaining uh, 7.5 se uh, seconds, you are still invulnerable? Well, I, I think you could always move while being, like, slightly invulnerable after her ult. That time has now just been increased? Yeah, and you just, you just move faster than before. You start moving faster. Yes, yes. You don't actually move at a faster pace. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but like I said, they're kind of trying to, to put Mercy back in line with the other healers, she's she's really dropped off, actually. They're really sad that she stopped being the best healer, so they're trying <laughs> to put her back on that pedestal, uh, because Blizzard really just doesn't like a no-mercy gameplay system. They got forced into nerfing her, and now they're just trying to weasel her back up to the top. Um, they kind of want to make her... They kind to, kind of want to make her a single-target healer, like the premier single-target healer. Uh, Zenyatta can kind of do that now. So they really want to focus her on, like, I'm sticking with person and just making them... <coughs> Whereas Zenyatta kind of throws his orb around at different people, and it doesn't heal quite as fast. But he can move it much easier, I think is kind of the thinking. Uh, just give her the uber ability from... TF2. Oh, overheal? Yeah. And, and then you just get, get tracer tanks. I can dig it. I'd be scared. <laughs> Genji has also received some changes. Um, his swift strike will no longer interrupt quick melee attacks. And his dragon blade has been reduced from an 8 second duration to a 6 second duration. Um, basically, they kind of... It was, there, was a lot, there was a bit of gameplay... Well, not gameplay, but a bit of... Um, exploitation people were using with uh, Genji, where if they um, dashed with Swift Strike, uh, they could do a quick melee right out, right before and after to kind of get a little bit of extra damage in. They want to put a, to an end to that. That will kind of hamper uh, Genji's uh, high-level ability, but I, I think they kind of thought it was an exploit, so they, 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 they took it out. Um, and also his Dragon Blade... It lasts a long time. It lasts longer than almost every other ultimate in the game. Uh, and it, it does a lot of damage during that time. So there wasn't always a good way to counter it. Like, even if you put Genji to sleep with Ana, uh, let's say you did it right at the beginning of his ultimate, he would still have three seconds if the entire duration of the sleep went off to to do some, some good damage. Um, so they, they kind of want to reduce that just to, to be able to counter it better. I know that Genji has been doing fairly well in high-level competitive games. These two changes will definitely change that. I'm worried that he might be lost in in kind of the bottom tier again because of this. However, I don't know if I don't think it affects his standard level of play too too much. But we'll see. I, I am wor I'm worried that these changes might be a little too much. But also, Genji isn't a full robot. So, Jacob doesn't really care about Genji. So, Lucio is also getting a change. Um, his movement speed boost has been decreased by 30%. Uh, so, it's now a 70% increase in movement speed uh, when he amps it up or, or presses... Uh, is it E? 
it's E, right? That that boosts his music. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Roadhog got a, a kind of basically a bug fix. Um, Zenyatta's Orb of Discord, like we said uh, last week, might be getting a change, and it, and it has. Uh, the amount of damage amplified by uh, by a target with the Orb of Discord has been decreased from 50% to 30%. So basically, if you put Orb of Discord on someone, they're going to be taking less increased damage. Um, Orb of Destruction, which is his basic attack, uh, damage has been increased from 40 to 46 to try and kind of compensate that. They, I think they kind of like where he is, where he can he can do a lot of damage. He's a he's much more of a frontline character than he was before, much much more. Um, and they don't want to kind of take that away, but the amount of utility and just tank busting he could do by putting an orb of discord on someone was a little much. So they wanted to decrease that. So he can still take out targets more or less the same single handedly, but as a team, you can't just blow through a tank. Which I think I'm okay with. As far as nerfs for, for Zenyatta, I think this is pretty light. Um, yeah, and that's, that's more or less the character changes. Um, there was actually some map balance changes, which is interesting. There haven't been too, too many of those uh, since Overwatch has released. Um, Watchpo Watchpoint Gibraltar, uh, the first checkpoint has been removed. So basically, if you're pushing on the attack side it will take longer for you to get to a checkpoint. Uh, so it'll, it will make it more difficult on the attacking side, which is interesting. I, I can't say that I've, I've found many problems defending that point as a defender. Um, so I'm not quite sure, like I don't, I don't see the reason for the change, but obviously the statistics show that it's it's been a bit of a problem. Uh, it's because they did balance changing last patch to Gibraltar and they're like oh they don't need the checkpoint anymore okay ah removed it oh well there you go that makes perfect sense yeah Jacob S read things <laughs> I do um so read them better in a more interesting tone and voice okay well I guess I could do that uh on the PTR Echenwald is now available as well so you can now test out this map the brawl in, uh, in the PTR is now um, Echenwald only. So if you just want to play in and test out the new map, you can go to the Brawl, and that's all. That's the only change, is just that map. Uh, it oh, has that's also actually amazing. I know, isn't that a great idea? I also think that they should do that with um, new characters. Just make a Brawl where it's just that character, so no one feels bad about being like, like oh no, I, I want to try out Anna, but like my team will hate me because it's literally the first day and I have no idea what I'm doing, and there's three other Annas on the team. This way, everyone's Anna. You could just test it out, figure out her abilities if she's right for you. I I feel like that could backfire. In like, what if they released Mercy today, and then it's just all Mercy, and it's just like everyone's just healing each other. Nothing's happening. <laughs> well, because then there would just be a group of Mercies, and one of them has their pistol out, and everyone else is healing the other one. So you have to kind of like find the Mercy that isn't being healed by another Mercy and work backwards from them to get to the one that's dealing the damage? Uh, I, I actually like to think it's going to be like 1v1 Mercy fights with the other Mercies trying to support the 1v1. So it's yeah, not really a 1v1. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one Mercy on each side with, with a pistol and then everyone else is healing that one Mercy or damage boosting them. It's, there's lots of strategy going on there. <laughs> it's very meta. Super. Um, so and, yeah. and it's just like on one like bridge. There's no nothing else to the map. <laughs> just just a straight bridge, that, no obstacles. That, that one bridge on uh, on Lijiang Tower. Like that you you that that's all there is. The rest of the map has been like completely blocked off. Fight to the death with you and five of your friends and their caduceus staffs. Yeah. This, um, this is our brawl. We made this. What we're trying to say is that we like this this brawl. It's it's a good idea to just make the map available so you can test it out. Again, make this make this available with new characters as well. It'll kind of lessen the impact of a new character hitting the community. Um, and yeah, the new map looks fun. I would definitely encourage you guys to test it out. Um, competitive. 
also, or, well, I guess, yeah, you could say the competitive changes on the PTR patch. Yes, they are They are relatively minor. The, the patch notes will be linked in our show notes if you want to check them out. Um, they detailed what levels of points are for each of the um, tiers, which I won't go over because it's just a bunch of numbers. However, um, one thing I did want to mention was that... Um, when you're paired up with someone, they had originally been thinking that... Um, oh no, where, where did that go? Oh, it disappeared. Basically, if, you're, if you were within a certain uh, skill ranking of people in your party, you could play competitive together. But if you were outside of that skill range, which I think was about a thousand points... Uh, and keep in mind the system is out of 5,000 total. So if you were out of... If you were outside the range of a thousand points of all of your team members, you would not be able to play competitive in the PTR. They have recently changed this to where it's about three thousand uh, points difference. That means, like, unless you're severely under um, your friends, you will be able to compl- to play competitive better. Um, now, I'm sure the reason that they did this was to make matchmaking on the, on their system easier. But one complaint people were having was that. You could be if you and your party were all within that thousand points of ranking. You still had the potential of facing someone on the enemy team who was above or below a thousand points of your rank, which doesn't seem super fair. Um, now the reason they they would do this is because you know they have to kind of balance out the MMRs of everyone on the team. So they you got someone who's a little high and you get someone who's a little low and someone. A couple of people who are in between, and you, that number more or less matches up with this other team. However, those maths tend to en- end up. But someone who is much, much higher skilled that got thrown into a game with people of lower skill is going to do much, much better, even if his team sucks. Like, the game is very team-oriented, but you can carry. It's definitely possible. Um, and also the person who has a really, really low MMR is just going to feel like they're getting crushed by these people with much higher MMRs than them, even if they're not super high, if they were, uh, if they were much over that thousand points of skill. So with this, this way, they haven't changed that aspect, which is kind of a shame, but they are now changing that, like, if you want to group with your friends, you can do it much, much easier. Um, and the reason they're not changing what I was just talking about earlier is because that is one of the best ways to kind of even up the MMR and make a fair, fair team. The chances of you facing off against someone who is so much higher than you because the rest of his team sucks are very remote. And it's just a, it's just a good way of, of, kind of to, trying to balance that system. So it can happen, but it's pretty rare. Um, but you still will be able to match up with friends if you just want to play competitive together. You won't get the best matchmaking experience, but you'll be able to play. And I think that's what people are, are more interested in. And that pretty much wraps up the uh, the patch notes. Like I said, if you want to no, read them... No? What am I missing? Two new emotes. <gasps> the emotes and the skins! You're right. I was being facetious. There are more to the patch notes. Um, no, I think you're just being wrong. <laughs> me? Be wrong? Never. How dare you, sir, accuse me of being incorrect? Okay, now you're being facetious. <laughs> Why don't you talk about these these new these new things that I'm so unaware of? Reinhardt's getting a new skin. It's all like armored and crap, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's nice looking. One <clears throat> Reinhardt's all the same as the other. He gets a now, new weapon. Correct me. Mace. That's pretty cool. So he now he has a, a, a hammer, an axe, and a mace. That's pretty cool. It's now, like a hammer and mace. It's weird. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that skin is looks similar or identical to the power armor that we see on the new map in the throne. I don't think it's identical. No, but it is similar, correct? Yeah. It's been, so, it's been a while tell. since I've looked at the skin and the thing and just compared them. And... From what I could tell, just from memory, they are very, very similar. Uh, which is kind of cool. I would like to know what that person in the throne room is. Uh, it would it would be nice if they kind of released some sort of comic or, or something that, that kind of details what happened in Athenwald during the the, the Omnic Crisis. And because who that person because we is know they never will. Like never. Once, 
once they showed this map, we were like, boom, that's all the lore we're getting. Yep, it's true. that it, There's direct evidence of them doing this in the past. So they'll do it again. Yeah. And yeah. there are two new emotes. Yes, there is the, the laughing emote for uh, every character and the sitting emote for every character, which is hilarious. There are many, many gifts available on the internet for you to, to absorb of most Symmetras sitting in a room um, while their lasers kill everything around them, which is hilarious but has been happening so often that people are kind of uh, getting annoyed because <laughs> their, their Symmetra player or, or whatever character might just be sitting the entire match uh, recording a, an awesome GIF and not actually participating. Uh, Junkrat also has a really good sit animation. Is he sitting on his tire or something like that? Uh, he's laying down like, draw me like one of your French girls. Oh my god, that's beautiful. It is. Also, uh, just because... I want you guys to have the best information that I could possibly give you sometimes. He's very I concerned. I just looked way. it up. Uh, the Reinhardt skin is actually the, the exact same thing that's in the throne room. Boom! Headshot. 360 no-scoped. Blazes 6... That, that's, that's how he died. He got 360 no-scoped by Bastion. <laughs> um, speaking of Bastion, um, his... Last Bastion anim uh, anime, no, not not anime, animated short. The whole anime got released, guys. What'd you think of it? No, the the uh, sh an animated short released for Bastion. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh it was very beautiful. It was well done. Nothing new. Yeah. Uh, story wise, pretty light, like for the grand scope of of, of Overwatch. But well, I wouldn't uh, say it's light on story. It's just kind of the story we knew of Bastion. Yeah. Just, we saw up. it in a visual medium. Um, and I, I still appreciate it. Like like you said, I thought it was very, very Pixar-esque. It was Pixar-worthy. The amount of um, character that we got from a robot while they kind of cheated was still very, very good. He, he moded very, very well. Um, I did, I did feel something when I watched it, so th that was nice. Uh, and it was just very cute, and it got a little a little sad at times. I, I, uh, I was watching it waiting for the up knife twist. <laughs> just twisted the knife, and it's like, there it is. That Good. one scene where uh, he gets uh, freaked out by the woodpecker and just, like, mows down half a forest because of it, and then just, like, his, like, shock and and, like sadness over like oh my god what did it what did i just do like i might have killed one of these beautiful animals um i thought it was was very very cute the... his hand very emotes in that scene mm -hmm. and um a nice little easter egg in the new map you can hear a woodpecker really yes. <laughs> that's wonderful but uh yeah it was very cute uh it was n no less than what i expected from them so I would encourage you guys to watch it. Um, and and I, I I might sound like I'm trashing it. I did enjoy it. I think it's good. But I got just you have to admit, it is what it is. Yeah, it was it didn't surprise me. Um I knew what I was getting into. Um it wasn't like in incredibly like jaw dropping new new standard in, in robot emoting. It completely changes Bastion's story, and now Overwatch <laughs> is all about Bastion. Yeah, Bastion is actually the main character. Who's Tracer? Never heard of her. It it's all about the Bastion. how Bastion is the main character. He's the linchpin of the universe. Entire story, yeah. It was uh, nothing It was nothing crazy, but I did like it. I They did cheat a lot. Like, the, the bird, like, is basically, like, sentient. <laughs> it's very inquisitive. It's a very inquisitive bird. Yeah, and also has some cognizance and stuff. Yeah, it, the the bird is super intelligent. And well, Bastion, it's the future. We don't know. But yeah, the the bird birds evolved. Canaries have have you know. They used to be dinosaurs. Canaries. We don't know what they'll be in the future. Dinosaurs again. Um, <laughs> it's a circle. Evolution works in a circle. Evolution is a circle. That's what we learned today. Um, and Bastion, like he had more emotional range, 
that you'd ex- then you then Hanzo. <laughs> True. Then you'd ever put in a robot. Like there's no reason for him to to like shrug his shoulders that way or have like such human characteristics. But you know why they did it, and it worked well. Well, isn't Hannah. like the Omni Crisis about like how robots became sentient, and it's like, hey, we should, we should, mess stuff up. That is true. You are correct. But if you want to get super nerdy about this, like he was a war robot uh, who got lost in a forest for for decades, and he woke up and was surrounded by nature. I don't know where he would have picked up such human characteristics. Um, you, you can you can say yes. He probably got them from when, you know, he was surrounded by humans. Humans before humans. and during humans. It's the again evolution. It's the cycle. Humans are the precursors to humans. No, no, I think that's what the robots call humans. Humats. Humans. Um, like humans. Um, but yes, he could have picked it up at some point. But I just I, I I didn't buy it. But I still enjoy the short. I think we're kind of talking in circles but it was fun go watch it yeah overwatch homework go watch last bastion um one thing that uh humuts might be using um uh, if they're playing overwatch on consoles is keyboard and mouse now i know there are peripherals that have existed for a while that let you kind of integrate keyboard mouse controls into your playstation they kind of translate your mouse movements into analog stick movements. So it was never quite as accurate as an actual mouse uh, connected to a computer, but it was more accurate than controllers usually were. Now these weren't officially supported. They were often finicky, made by third parties, so you can you never knew what the quality were uh, would be. Sometimes it would be really good for a company, and other companies would be kind of uh, not so good. But now PlayStation is officially supporting and producing these types of peripherals. Um, and that's kind of impactful on the first-person shooter community of on PlayStation because there was a game a while ago, and I can't remember the name, which is really unfortunate. Fantasy Star Online? Mm, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, uh, I believe it was Mad? I can't remember. It was a game, uh, and it was released on consoles and PC, and its big feature was that PC and console players would be able to play together, and this was a first-person shooter. And what people discovered is that uh, even with aim assist on consoles, PC shooters would wipe the floor with console players, and that's just because the mouse is inherently more accurate than a uh, joystick, or not joystick, a... um, analog stick on a controller. That's just racist. It's a baseless um, remark. It's untrue. You have no proof. Actu- absolutely factual. And, yeah. It's true. Um, I am a consulist. An unapologetic consulist. Um, but yeah. the So now with, with Sony officially supporting these types of peripherals, um, it might cause a bit of uh, schism, if that's the word, um, in the console community because high-level competitive players are probably going to be using this, uh, the, the keyboard and mouse peripheral, and some casual players might also be picking it up. And they are going to have an inherent advantage over people who are sticking with um, uh, with regular controllers. Now, I... I don't know if this is the best move from Sony. Obviously, it opens up a, a better market for them. People who are used to PCs, like myself, um, can now enjoy console games, like console exclusives, much, much easier. But it really causes a problem for their comp- competitive first-person shooter community. Like, if you don't have this, you're not playing at the same level as everyone else. Uh, at a casual level, this might not be the biggest issue but if there's this one dude uh or maybe even like one of your friends who who you're you're playing against and he has this it's gonna be very tough for you to beat him uh, and it's gonna feel unfair because it basically is this is an unfair advantage for some people um and these peripherals are not cheap i believe the sony official sponsored one is like 130 bucks like that's a lot most most uh, console controllers right now are like fifty more or less. There's some really good ones for like a hundred. 
So, I'm uh, I'm worried about this. I I want to see how the Overwatch community in particular um, kind of deals with this. I'm not too worried, mostly because they're peasants. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter if the peasants squabble amongst themselves, really. And I mean, 360 no scoping is an unfair advantage to other people, so. Do I have any chance of getting a intelligent discussion out of you on this topic? Um. I mean, I, I, I think it's a good move by Sony. Keyboard and mouse is fun. People enjoy it. There's a reason why people... There are games in which it's better to use a keyboard and mouse, and now on PlayStation 4 you have the option to do that. If Fair it creates enough. an unfair advantage, what up? Get get the advantage. Pay to win. Come on my level. <laughs> Damn! Harsh! Harsh words from Taylor today. Um... Yeah, that's definitely another side of the argument. I mean, it's... I want to see how people will deal with this. This is definitely something that the community has got to kind of figure out by itself. Um, so yeah, I, I want to keep tabs on this. Uh, either on the show or off. But yeah, just for you console people uh, out there who are listening to our show, be warned that these peripherals are going to be hitting the communities in, in much bigger numbers than we've seen previously. So... Um, Keep an eye Jacob, out. Jacob, I think I, I single-handedly got rid of all our console listeners. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't know if there's a way to listen to podcasts on uh, Xbox. Well, good thing we're only talking about PlayStation now. We're, we're a Sony-exclusive podcast. Sony. Yeah, they bought us out. Um, uh, Mr. Sony, <laughs> person that came to my house and said, you work for me now. And I said, okay. Uh, he called him Sonny. <laughs> You're the worst. Um, yeah, uh, I should mention, we are being very facetious. Uh, PlayStation doesn't give a crap about us. <laughs> Moving onwards. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much covers up our, our, our news topics for, for this uh, week. So we well, want to I mean, finally... Yes? There, there's kind of like a non-story. It's just like some people... like. There was DDoS today, that kind of stuff, Blizzard. What's a and then DDoS? there was like this form. Or what? Who? Do you I not don't know what you're talking about. Do you not know what a DDoS I is? I don't know what a Sombra is. And there was just Good some day. Like, form post, and it's just like, well, that's a weird form post. I guess like the DDoS really affected like the form thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's weird. So it's probably nothing. Don't worry about probably. it. Probably, yeah. We, we shouldn't talk about it at all. It's Probably best you, you. It's best you don't concern yourself with this. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, there was a weird thing on the forums, basically, uh, and it probably involves Sombra because it's it's. If you click on it, and then we'll send you the link. Uh, the, your screen goes all weird, and like the Overwatch uh, uh, website gets all funny, and, and code starts raining down on your on your screen. And it probably says something. I'm too dumb to figure out what it is, but. Uh, like, this is very new at the time of recording, so, like, yeah, like it's an evolving it story. We're not 100% sure what's going to happen. But I, I get the feeling, by next podcast, the next time we record, we will be discussing Sombra outright and what yeah. we think of her. Yeah, officially Blizzard announced Sombra. Um, yeah, the, the current bets uh, on, on the podcast is that it'll be happening within the next 12 hours. 20. Um, 20 hours. Um, so whatever. <laughs> I think it'll happen on Thursday. It's just my bet, but whatever. Well, like, um, the form post is counting down. It'll lead That's to another thing. ARG that leads to some other bull hockey, and that'll be Sombra. I don't know. Th this seems very bold. Bold? I, like, it, it's, it's not a subtle thing. No, you're, you're all right. Like, we're definitely getting close to the end. They've kind of been leading us by the nose for long enough. People are, are, are starting to get antsy. Uh, some people are, are delving real deep. People went back to the skyboxes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> they were like, we didn't look hard enough. Yeah, uh, okay. For, for, the, for you basement Columbos that are, are, are going that deep into this, 
Blizzard loves you and wants you to keep playing their game. They did not put this much effort into it. They put a lot, more than you'd expect, but not this much. Um, so yeah, I think we're getting close. I think Blizzard itself is like, okay, we need to, we need to release Somber sooner, or someone's gonna get pull something crazy. It's and like, in the actual sky. I need to get to space, man. Like after all this, I feel like the next hero is just gonna be really disappointing. It's just like, and here's the next hero. This is what they are. Like, that oh, is, that's neat. That is the thing, eh? Like they went, they went pretty all out with with Sombra, and like, granted, like we're expecting her to be some sort of hacker. So this is all a, a hero, hero character. She's the hero to the heroes, really. But I'm worried that like, if the next one is just like, ho ho, I wonder who that could be, and in what when what town this is, and it's just a picture of like a shadowy figure in one of silhouette. Yeah, like a silhouette, very obviously, of like Charizard or whatever. Um, <laughs> and the background is like a street, and we find that, we find out the street is in like, I don't know, Mongolia. And it's like, oh, the new character is Mongolian, and then they just they just launch it, and that was it. People, <laughs> people Mongolian are gonna Mongolian dragon. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man. It's not just horses there. I would play that. Uh, was that incredibly racist? What you just said. No, Mongolia is known for their horse riding and, and breeding. I don't know. Calling something out at... <laughs> saying something about anything is now racist. It's true. Um, but yes. Uh, I would... As much as I would love to have a Mongolian character in the game, the... It's gonna feel... I'm... Yeah, it's gonna be feel disappointing if they don't put this much effort into um, kind of the lead-up, the teasing into the next character. Uh, so I, I hope they have something planned. They, they have to release a book that's just a giant hint. Or just make the characters so cool that people forget about the fact that they didn't have something cool to obsess over for a month or two months at this point. It's, we were hearing about Sombra well before Anna came out. so. Or or just release Doomfist. Just like, there's Doomfist. <laughs> oh, you, you wanted a, a great mastermind to replace uh, Reaper? Boom, Doomfist. Where's my glove? Could, could you imagine how good Doomfist would be in this game? He's the leader of town. Is he? I mean, we have his fist. So he's just Doom now. Th that sounds worse, honestly. <laughs> That's like, that because before, you could, like, it's Doomfist. Okay, stop his fist. He's trying to punch. There it is. That's his master plan. Stop that. Whereas yeah, it's just like, Doom is like, I don't know what his ga game plan is. Like, he, I could try to stop him, but is that what he wants me to do? He's a mystery! <laughs> oh, there's, so, there's your mystery. Go solve uh, that. that. That's what we are doing on Mumbai. We're trying to get Doomfist his fist back. And that, and so, yeah. I Today's hero discussion right is going to be Junkrat. Um, Junkrat is a defensive character, as we've kind of been covering in the last few weeks. Um, if you haven't noticed, our the way we're doing it, we're going left from right. That, that's 100% correct, what I just said. Don't spoil it! They have to figure that out on their own. What else are they going to do after they figure out Sombra ARGs? This. And you just uh, ruined it for them. Admittedly, it took me longer to realize what we were doing than They're really? the first time <laughs> we did it. Oh, boy. I think it took me till like the third person to be like, "Oh, this is the order we're doing." I mean, to be to be fair, I probably wouldn't have thought about it if I wasn't the one doing it. So, good job on figuring that out. Um, but Junkrat, um, he doesn't figure anything out except for explosives. He's the explosive expert. Taylor, you're way better at this than I am. So, can you please give us the rundown on Junkrat's story? Uh, he lived in Australia. Uh, the robots messed up Australia, but no one cares about Australia, so no one cared about to help them. So Junkrat helps himself with explosives. Fair enough. Yeah, um, getting through a, a slightly more detailed version. Basically, Australia went through uh, the Omni Crisis pretty scarred. Um, there was a large um, explosion of some sort of element, I'm not quite sure what it was, that kind of left anyone in the vicinity kind of crazed. They went a little Mad Max. Uh, Junkrat and Roadhog are very influenced by the Mad Max universe. Um, 
and Junkrat kind of went into this explosive obsessed um, felon. Uh, he he went around Australia um, stealing things, blowing things up, uh, and he's very obviously insane. Um, and we don't quite know where he fits in with Overwatch. We know that at some point he discovered something. We don't know what that something is, but we do know that he was able to hire Roadhog as his bodyguard. And that's kind of how Roadhog comes to the story. Um, and that's it. We know he's being hunted because he has this something, and he's part of Overwatch somehow. We don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'd love to get a, an animation on him at some point. Well, I think we need something more than an animation because with animations we don't learn anything, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of just speaks into the whole Overwatch needs a way to explain its narrative. Yeah, which we've covered way. before, but yeah, I... I Overwatch Drunk Rat's another a... character that uh, goes with it. Mm-hmm. But getting into Junkrat's actual combat strategies, um, he is very much, like many of the defensive characters, an area denial uh, character. His bombs um, don't blow up right away. They kind of bounce around and then they blow up. Uh, unless they Grenades. actually hit someone and they have quite a, an arc to them. Grenades. What was I saying? Bombs? Whichever. His grenades have quite an arc to them, so it's kind of hard to hit someone directly, but you can just deny an area from your enemies, because if they go into that area, you're probably going hit, to get hit by a bomb, so they'll go around it, and that means that you can kind of control where they're going, which is his whole idea. Or you could just shoot them in the face and kill them, and then that's denying them that area. <laughs> that used to be where their body was. <laughs> yes. Um, a quick rundown of his abilities... Uh, he has a passive ability, which is, if you're familiar with Call of Duty, uh, uh, Call of Duty 4 specifically, uh, he has martyrdom. If you die as Junkrat, you will drop a bunch of grenades where your body was that will explode after a couple seconds and do a fair bit of damage to anyone around there. Luckily, uh, you don't need to give up Commando Pro to get it. So, Nice, nice. Um, his main weapon is the Frag Launcher, which is basically just a grenade launcher, like I said. Launches bombs at a wide arc. They do not explode immediately. If they hit, uh, if they hit an enemy, they will explode. Otherwise, they will bounce around for a little bit and then blow up. Um, you can't hurt yourself and kill yourself with said ability. Correct. They will do damage to you. Um, so that's why it's generally not advisable to engage people at short range with Junkrat because you are more likely to kill yourself than them. Granted, at that range, they, your grenades, your death grenades might get them, but you're still dead. So... If you're at close range, use your concussion line, which is on your shift key, usually. Uh, this thing uh, is kind of like uh, C4, again, from Call of Duty, if anyone played that. Um, you drop it down, and then you can right-click to blow it up. Um, this You don't drop it, you throw it. You do throw it, you're correct. Uh, this beautiful. bomb will not hurt you. It will actually send you flying. Uh, it will also send your enemies flying, but it will damage them. Now, the cool thing about this is that you can put it down on the ground, blow it up under yourself, and it'll send you sky high, and you can kind of direct where you're going and land somewhere higher than you'd normally go. A good strategy that I've been using is throw it down in the middle of a fight, in like a big melee of people, throw it down, launch yourself up, and just launch grenades from, from above. That's, you're super effective when you're above someone, and this is a built-in way to get above everyone else. It's also really good as an execute. Yes. Yeah, it does a fair bit of damage. Let's see. It does 120 damage by itself, so... Yeah, uh, you can you can definitely kill some of them pretty easy with this. Uh, his last ability, uh, non-ultimate ability, is the Steel Trap, which is on his E, and he basically throws down a bear trap. If someone steps on it, they get stuck in it. Um, it's three seconds of, of them being rooted to the spot, which is pretty major it will tell you if someone is trapped uh so you can kind of place it down somewhere launch launch artillery cover for your allies and then if someone tries to get behind you and steps on the trap you will know about it you'll blow them up and you can continue on your merry way yeah you're also able to put your other the mine there and that'll kill most squishy targets you traps then you just blow them up from across the map because you're like ah eh, 
They got it. Yeah, and that, that's that one expensive. of the most infuriating things. For your that age. is true. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, if the enemy is smart, they can see both your um, concussion mine and your steel trap, and they can shoot them and blow them up, rendering them useless. So that is one thing to kind of keep in mind. Try and keep, you know, your mine above your target. If it's an archway, try and put it above there on onto the side. Same with the steel trap. Try and put it into the corner a little bit more so they won't notice it as they're coming around it. Don't just put it right in the middle of the hallway because they will see it and blow it up. His last ability, which is his ultimate, is the Rip Tire. Uh, very funny pun on rest in peace right there. Uh, this is a remote-controlled explosive tire that kind of runs around on the map. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've heard the, the noise that it, it makes when, it, when he launches it. Um, it's uh, very, very powerful. Uh, don't just use this and run straight into the enemy. They will see it and kill it because it only has 100 health. Um, try and get behind them, start it up, and then go in uh, like kind of from the side or from behind or above, somewhere where they're not going to see it immediately, and blow it up then, because uh, people have gotten very, very used to, to blowing those up. Um, so yeah, that, that, those are his abilities. So Taylor, how do you, you use Junkrat? Any specific strategies? Well, uh, I should mention Junkrat is probably my favorite character to play because with explosives are very forgiving with aiming and I need all the forgiving I can get. <laughs> and so he's probably my most played character and my most successful character. Um, generally, try to shoot bombs at the enemies to kill them. Uh, and then throw your concussion mine when you run out of bombs. Excellent strategy. Um, I will say, I've seen a lot of people start with uh, Junkrat, or Junkbutt, as I affectionately refer him to, when they first start to get into this game. Um, Marcine, who was on the show quite a while back, she first gravitated towards Junkrat. Well, she first tried out Tracer, realized that this is a very difficult character, and then went to Junkrat. Because, like you said, Taylor, you don't need as much of that twitch aiming. And many people who aren't familiar with uh, first-person shooters stuck with them for quite a while because of that. Like, it's just like, throw this at the general area, you'll probably do damage to them. And if not, then you're at least denying them that area. If they realize that or not, that's what they were doing. Um, and then once they kind of got better, they would uh, switch to other characters. Uh, and that kind of applied to me, where... I started with him just because, like, okay, I'm just getting into this game. I've played shooters a lot, but I like explosive area damage. That's very fun. Went on to other characters that required, you know, some more skill to just get into. Then I came back to Junkrat once I had kind of learned more of the mechanics in the game. And I love him. He's one of my main characters now. If someone isn't playing Junkrat, then I will probably play Junkrat, especially on um, attacking maps. Because just... Um, Knowing where to throw your bombs, like once you have good map knowledge, knowing when to throw your, where to throw your bombs so you can kind of slow down or stop your enemies from using a certain path. Um, putting your, your, your mines and, and steel traps in, in areas where you know people are going to try and uh, surround you from and flank you from is super fun to just do. And then throwing your concussive grenades to either get up to higher places uh, before engagement or during an engagement, just throwing it down, blasting everyone off in d weird directions. You're up above them where you're most effective. Again, if you're Junkrat, you want to be above people. If someone is above you as Junkrat, you are probably not going to do much damage to them. It is better for you to just run away. Uh, and this is, again, a built-in way for you to just get up above everyone, launch a bunch of grenades. You're flying in the air, so you're harder to hit for most characters. This is what you should be doing with Junkrat. Uh, and he's very, very fun once you kind of figure that out um and his ultimate is just a huge amount of damage like it can really change a game it's very similar to diva's nuke uh her, her ultimate um but it's not as big not as flashy there isn't an indicator on your screen so if you can figure out to get a, a way to get behind your enemies with it you can do some massive damage with it so i like i like that ultimate and him in general quite a lot um, now, Taylor, what are your 
strategies at countering enemy junk rats? Um, be a better junk rat than them. I was gonna say that as well, but generally, <laughs> what you gotta do. Um. Yeah, uh, my general strategy for him is mostly the same as other characters and shoot them before they shoot you. Again, always a solid strategy. Um, for myself, like I said, getting above him really just neuters him. Farah is obviously the easiest character to do this with. It is very hard for Junkrats to take out Farah's. I have done it before, just with careful aiming of my grenades and then a finishing uh, concussion mine. That was super fun, and it happened like maybe twice that I've ever played this game. Every other time I faced a Farah as Junkrat and I didn't run away, I died. So Farah is a great counter to uh, a skilled Junkrat player. Uh, Widowmaker is also another one. His only He doesn't have any movement abilities besides stepping on his mine, and when he does that, he has no cover in the air, and he's moving in a fairly predictable arc, so you can probably shoot him if you're, if you're any good with Widowmaker. Um, so... Uh, and also, you're generally out of range of his of most of his attacks, unless he's got some crazy arc, some stupid parabola on those grenades. He's probably not going to hit you because you're generally higher than him. Uh, the last real character that can kind of counter Junkrat is Reinhardt. Uh, Reinhardt's massive shield will block most of uh, Junkrat's attacks. Uh, it's very difficult for Junkrat to kind of aim it above the shield and still get the targets behind them. The only way I've ever been able to do it is on maps, uh, specifically I remember one time in uh, Temple of Anubis when uh, you had that archway when you were getting to the first point. Uh, not the big one, the kind of smaller bridge behind it. Uh, and Junkrats very often place their shield right there as you're kind of pushing in. The only way I could get past it is if I launched it over that, managed to bounce it off of the bridge and then back into the Reinhardt Again, I did this maybe three times ever in playing uh, Overwatch. It was satisfying, but it's very hard to get past Reinhardt's shield. Uh, it will block your concussive mines. If you can kind of throw it over, because it has a much shorter arc, throw it over the shield and kind of blow him away from his allies, that can be useful. But again, very hard to, to, to do. Um, so yeah, he's... he's Definitely not without his counters, but he's a very fun character, and if you guys are just getting into first-person shooters with Overwatch, definitely try out um, Junkrat, because he's, he's fun, his abilities are cool, they help you learn the map in a very, um, not fluent, in a very natural way. It's just like, oh, like if I put my mines and, 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 and traps here, then they won't be able to flank me. And oh, I can get up here with my mines and all that kind of stuff. Like It just helps you figure out the maps in a very natural way, which I love. Um, so yeah, that's Junkbutt. Do you have anything else you want to add with him on him, Taylor? Uh, this is the first time I get to mention this, because it's the first time really discussing this character. But I brought it up to you before, but it feels like... Partway through development, Junkrat and Roadhog's names kind of got switched in some way. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Junkrat, like a lot of his kit, like revolves around tires. He has like a drive shift stick, in, uh, like on his weapon, and like he uses like tires to shoot out the grenades. While Roadhog, like his gun is liter literally shoots junk. And so it's like this weird kind of naming scheme where Junkrat uses a lot of road-based things and Roadhog uses a lot of junk-based things. I definitely so. see what you're saying there. Uh, really the only kind of connection they have to their names is um, Roadhog. Uh, As a is, hog. Yeah, he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of piggy. He, his, his mask looks like a snout. He's very large. Um, and Junkrat, and Junkrat is very skinny and and very kind of mousy and like he's always yeah, darting around. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, other than that, they don't really have much of a connection. It would have been kind of, I kind of see why they named them. It had have they done it in reverse? Well, it could have been Roadrat and Junkhog. But yeah, but like a Junkrat is an actual term and a Roadhog is an actual term. And I think one of the reasons why they were thinking of doing that is they were designed as a pair. And it's kind of funny to have the big guy described as a rat and the skinny guy described as a pig. 
which maybe is what they were going for, and then they realized like, well, then then these characters don't really work separately, so we'll we'll switch it. But I, I definitely see what you mean. Yeah, Junkrat has three definite car-based things in his kit and and character. So yeah, yeah, definitely something to consider. Definitely something to ask in the next Jeff Kaplan Q and A. Assaults him on the street. Just yell at him. Just break in, break into his house. Say, hey, what what's up with these names, man? And he's looking at you from up above his dinner with his family, going, "Please leave me alone." Uh, we should say, uh, "Don't do that." Please what? don't. That's super, super not cool. If you like what you hear here, guys, today, please consider commenting, reviewing, or subscribing to our show wherever you're listening to it. Five don't break iTunes. into our houses. Don't break into anyone's house, please. That's probably that's definitely not cool. Uh, five star iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. Um, if you want to contact us, feel free to do so at owovertime at gmail.com. That's owovertime at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns, whatever. You want to sponsor the show? Contact us there. That would be perfect. Um, this isn't the only show me and Taylor do. Uh, we have another podcast called Press A to Podcast. It's a monthly review, four-person review show where we cover a different video game every episode. Uh, and you can find that at Press A to Podcast on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, but yeah, that pretty much does us for today. We've uh, we've run out of time, you can say. So for me and Taylor and for Brandon, who isn't with us, we'll see you next week. didn't even mention Torbjorn's AI now in AI. Oh, no. I'll have to mention that in the things proper. Don't worry. I'll add this to the end of the episode. How about that? No, no, no. In Pat's notes proper, I'll do that. (laughs) Fine.